0: It's a new year, which means a brand new season of The Spillover. Welcome to season four. Ironically, at the same time everyone is doing the cliche, get healthy thing, I've genuinely become so into it and obsessed that I have wanted to make serious changes in my own life. So I was like, okay, wouldn't it be fun with a new season of the show to try something we've never done, have a themed month of episodes? And I decided it is January. Like everyone's doing it. Why not? Let's do a health and wellness palooza. So we're going to release a new episode every Friday this month that has four different guest experts talking about the body and the mind. And today's guest, Calls herself your hormone health bestie. After years of trying every diet trend you can think of, she felt like she had really done everything. Nothing was sustainable or even working. That's when she decided to do something new so she wouldn't feel like crap anymore. She threw out the birth control she'd been on for years. It changed everything. She is now a board certified health coach and creator of the Balanced Babe Blueprint, who works with people all across the country. And her message for women is clear you can take care of your hormones and you can actually eat your way to healthier ones. And You know, if you also decided to ditch birth control last year, now we're going to learn how to nourish our bodies and restore our health back to where it should be after birth control depleted us of essential nutrients. We're also going to talk all about nutrition. I mean, everything like how we should be eating certain things at certain times of the month, how our fitness routine should coincide with our different menstrual phases, what those phases are. We're talking seed oils. We're talking mouth taping. uh, The other lead poison that we've been ingesting all of these years, which is uh, milk. No one wants to talk about that. Please welcome Emily Dietrich, a.k.a. Little Ray of Health on Instagram to The Spillover. You're kicking off season four, Emily. I'm so excited. I am very interested in what you do. And I started following you on Instagram. Number one, I was I was really drawn into like all these rainbow <laughs> infographics, not you know in the uh, in the pride way, but in like the cute rainbow way, what rainbows were intended to be. Okay. And you just make all these amazing infographics talking about hormone health and eating your way to healthy hormones. And I was just enthralled because this is now my new whole passion point. So explain like what sparked your passion into this into the health and wellness space uh, specifically as it relates to hormones yeah
1: so I have been always into health and wellness for as long as I can remember I had a mom who like raised me like we weren't allowed to have cereal unless it had less than 10 grams of sugar and more than two grams of fiber there was a lot of we weren't we didn't really have sodas in the house so I was raised pretty health conscious Um, My grandpa didn't believe in the high cholesterol, the low fat, like wasn't any of that. So I feel very lucky to have been raised that way. Not to say I didn't go to my friend's house and eat whatever I wanted. Yeah. But um, I graduated high school. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I knew I loved people. I loved psychology. But I had like no vision. There wasn't like, this is what I want to do. So graduated high school. My dad was like, I want you to go to college. It's super important. So I was like, okay. I felt lucky enough that he was going to pay for it. So I said, I'm going to get a psych degree. So I got a psych degree and I graduated and still didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to be a therapist. I was like, I believe that there's another way to help heal people other than Talk therapy and things like that. So I graduated college and I went to Costa Rica on a graduation trip. Did you hug a sloth? I did. Ah!
0: I did. I always ask people this. I'll
1: try to find a picture. Um, (laughs) I hugged a sloth. They're not as cute as you would think in person.
0: Really? I don't know. That's debatable. I know.
1: (sighs) So I was in a random cafe having breakfast one morning. This couple walked in. I told them, "Yeah, I just graduated college. I don't know what I'm gonna do." They were like, "Well, like, what do you love? Like, when you wake up in the morning, what do you love?" And I said, "Health." nutrition. They were like, well, we did this health coaching thing through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. You should look into it. I got home from Costa Rica within five days I enrolled. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was a year long certification. And during that time is actually when all of my health issues started to arise. (gasps) arise. So I, it was weird because I was going through the certification, like learning about health, but feeling sicker than I had ever felt. I decided to go vegan while I was in the program. Um, At that point, I had been on birth control for about 14 years, and it felt like everything backfired on me. I started, I had mood swings, like my hormones were crazy. I had acne. I was gaining weight for no reason. I was still eating healthy, exercising, but just gaining weight, and I didn't understand it. My moods were so unpredictable. I always felt tired. I just didn't understand what was going on. So I saw multiple doctors that told me all of my hormone problems were normal. These are, these are all normal.
0: Normal? Yes. But you knew. But the thing is, is that you knew it wasn't normal. Yes. For you. Like,
1: How can you tell me that this is, I don't feel normal? So my, um, my OBGYN was like, birth control is your only answer. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. I was like, you are never going to see me again. That's what I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> and I never went back. So I got off birth control and I said, there has to be another way. And I'm going to figure it out. If no one else is going to help me, this was six years ago. So before a lot of this became like anti-birth control was like mainstream. Um, And there was a lot of trial and error. I tried all the diets, right? Keto, vegan, paleo, all of these things, all of these workouts. And I basically was the guinea pig for myself. And I healed myself. And then I said, This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it my mission so that if I help one other woman that doesn't have to go through what I went through, that'll be worth it. I made it my mission. I said, I'm going to help as many women as I can heal and learn that they don't have to take a pill to fix their problems. They don't have to go on another diet to fix their health. That truly it's more simple than we're led to believe and that food is 90% of it.
0: You brought up the word heal and on your Instagram, you talk a lot about how every single thing we put in or on our body is meant to heal us or harm us. Could you explain that? Yes. I will get a lot of hate from those TikTok
1: dietitians saying, because I say I believe in good and bad foods. I don't think that all foods are okay and there's no such thing as good or bad foods. I'm a firm believer that You are not intrinsically good or bad for what you eat. I'm not promoting food guilt in any way, but it's naive to think that the things that we're putting in on around our body every day aren't having an effect on our health.
0: So, like, what is a a bad food would be like, what, processed foods?
1: I would say a lot of processed foods, you know, eating a ton of refined sugar, food dyes, food additives, like, you know, yeast extract, natural flavors, seed oils, all of these random fillers that they're putting in our foods that we're consuming every day, sometimes not even knowing it. Like Mm -hmm. they just sneak them in everything. And so those are things that definitely aren't helping us. And if they're not helping us, nothing is neutral. Nothing is neutral in the body. Like it's either healing or harming.
0: Yeah, I like that. And then How do you even know if you have optimal hormone health? Like, how do we know if our hormones are truly healthy?
1: So you can get testing done. Um, Best place would be like a naturopath who's going to test the correct limits versus like traditional Western medicine, which has very different parameters. Um, But anyone can just take a look, get a little checklist. Healthy hormones. You have a cycle. You have a menstrual cycle of about 28 to 35 days. A little bit less, 26 is okay, still in the normal range. A little bit more, 35, 36, still in the normal range. But it should be between 28 to 35 days, regular cycle, shouldn't be super heavy, Um, shouldn't be super painful. Like we are led to believe that cramps, period pain, this is all part of being a woman, like get used to it. This is your life now. That's not true.
0: Yeah, you talk about how PMS is really optional, Mm -hmm. which I've never heard that before.
1: Right? It's insane. It's insane. We're taught, like, all of these things that we're taught in sex education and public school and all these things taught by our OBGYN and our moms who don't know any better either. um, It's not true. PMS is 100% optional. Just because something is common doesn't mean it's normal or healthy. And just because, like, everyone you know deals with it doesn't mean that it's something you have to struggle with, too.
0: So why do all of these medical professionals and doctors and experts that are supposed to understand no women, why are they always telling us that the the magical key to fixing our hormones is that, well, just get on birth control and it's not right? Yeah, it's
1: insane. I mean, they don't make, again, Big Pharma doesn't make money off of healthy people, right? People that know how to heal themselves. You know how to track your own ovulation, your fertility, prevent pregnancy naturally without hormones. They don't make money from that. And so I think that's a big part of where it comes from. Also, so much, there's such a big lag in, like, medicine. There's, on average, about a 10-year lag between research that comes out and things that are taught to doctors.
0: Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That is information that I did not know.
1: Yeah. About a 10-year lag. So if finally now more and more information is coming out about birth control, um, Either, you know, harming women, h- horrible side effects, blood clots, deep vein thrombosis, all of these things. That's starting to come out in the past 10 years. It still won't be taught or, like, it won't catch up for another few years.
0: So let's talk about, like, from the moment women wake up in the morning, yes. what should we be doing? What should we be eating? <laughs> what should we be avoiding till the moment we go to bed? Like, okay. what is a daily routine or what should a daily routine look like health-wise, nutrition-wise for women?
1: Okay. This is one of my favorite questions. I love these tangible. You want to wake up and have water first thing before you wake up. Drink some water. We wake up naturally dehydrated just through like the humidity in our breath while we're sleeping, all of that. You wake up dehydrated. So a glass of water, you know, 16 ounces is good. You want it room temperature or warm. You don't want cold water. Cold water in your digestive system, first thing is just going to kind of shock it and it can seize up your digestive system. So warm water with lemon and salt. I add salt to remineralize our water. Most of the water that we have now it's stripped of everything. You know, when it's filtered, it goes through so many filters. It's just stripped of all of the minerals and electrolytes that you need.
0: So wait, is it bad to have like a water purifying system? No, water purifying is definitely good. Don't drink tap water. Uh, right. <laughs> Don't drink tap water, everyone. You um, know, somebody brought this up. Somebody brought this up, I think, in the cute survey of his Facebook group recently. And then there was I got a bunch of questions. It might have been also on my Instagram. Tons of DMs like, wait, we're not supposed to drink tap water. I mean, you and I, because we're like consuming this every day. I mean, you way more than me. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, but like, I feel like, well, yeah, no brainer. Like, I've yeah. known this, but there are still people that don't know that. So pause on our daily routine. Explain why no tap water.
1: Tap water is filled with just a myriad of different things. You can actually go to, I think it's ewg.com and search your area code or your zip code. And you can figure out what's in your tap water, like in your city It's insane.
0: Stuff that causes infertility and all kinds of stuff.
1: Formaldehyde, chlorine, fluoride. um, Even they found, like, pharmaceuticals in the water supply, in the tap water. So it's just best to not drink tap water. Even, like, I use my water filtration system when I boil pasta. Like, even things like that. Um, Your shower head, having a filter for your shower head because anything... Like non-toxic beauty, even water, anything that goes on your skin is gonna go into your bloodstream.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: so yeah, water you can get them super cheap on Amazon. There's a ton of really good ones. Um, but yeah, even filtering your tap water, your bath water, your shower water, all of that matters. Um, so yeah,
0: don't drink tap water okay, so we're doing we're doing warm water with lemon.
1: Yes, warm water with lemon. After that, this is if you take anything away from this today, do not drink coffee on an empty stomach. That's probably one of the main things that causes hormone dysregulation, like first thing in the morning. And it's something that I used to do. I think most people do it, Um, either if you're not hungry in the morning, which that's a sign of high stress hormones. So if you're not hungry in the morning, there's a reason. You really should wake up with some kind of appetite. You don't have to be ravenous.
0: Producer Val always says, (laughs) I'm not
1: hungry in the morning. Mm -hmm. And And I I would tell her, that's not normal. Yeah, you want to wake up with an appetite. It's a sign of a healthy metabolism to be hungry upon waking. So within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up, you want to have something in your system. I'm not asking you to eat like a full-on three eggs, avocado, bacon, all of that, but at least having some protein, fats, and healthy
0: carbs – First thing in the morning before coffee. So what is that? So you got to talk to us like we're five. Okay. For those of us who are just getting off of <laughs> like the goldfish chicken nugget diet. <laughs> Me. Okay. So uh, what'd you say? Carbs and fats. Yeah. What, what is that? What does okay. that mean? So first focus on protein. Okay. Protein,
1: quality protein should be the staple of every meal that you have. You want to build protein focused meals and then build around them. So quality protein, you know, pasture-raised chicken, organic pasture-raised eggs, grass-fed beef, whatever possible, um, high-quality protein. And then – and also breakfast doesn't have to be breakfast foods. That's another question I get all the time. Like, Really? I don't know if anyone's ever said it this, but you can eat anything for breakfast. Like, you can eat leftovers for breakfast. It doesn't have to be breakfast food. Um, I think that was just, like, a gimmick marketed to us for the past 50 years of, like, cereal and orange juice and that classic breakfast you see in all the commercials. Yeah. Um, But there's, like, usually no protein to be found in those commercials. Okay.
0: So we need to have, like, steak and eggs is actually phenomenal. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we get the protein down, and then what's a
1: healthy fat? Healthy fat could be eggs. It doesn't have to be separate. So that's another thing, like— Protein, fat, and carbs can actually be only a matter of like two things. So eggs could be protein and fat, steak, protein, and fat. You could add some avocado, add some bacon, add some olive oil. All of these things are going to be really good sources of healthy fats. And then you're going to top it off with some kind of like easily digestible, starchy carb, veggie, fruit, even hash browns. Potatoes are great. What Um, about grapes? I love
0: grapes. Okay, good. Because I'm really not a fruit person. This is the main thing is, I think also in a lot of your graphics, you talk about how it's good to have like a slice of an orange or something. Yes. And I do not like the texture <laughs> of oranges. So the one of the only fruits I like, well, I like Granny Smith apples. So good. And then I also like purple grapes. So I'm okay if I have some yeah. a little pile of grapes? Yes. All right. Yeah.
1: That's fiber and carbs. You're going to get a little sugar, glucose for your bloodstream. Like, you don't – sugar is not the enemy. It really is like that refined, processed sugar in most things, but – we really do need sugar. Like, we do need glucose. Our liver needs it to function. Our hormones need it. Going keto is is not the answer. Not so can only- you
0: drink your coffee with the yes. breakfast meal, or you got to wait till after you're done eating to have that coffee? You can
1: have coffee with it. I would just suggest taking a couple bites of food before, um, and this is... And a couple bites of protein at the beginning of your meal. So not only is like the structure of your meal important, but the way and the order in which you eat things.
0: Okay. Okay, the order in which we eat things. Yeah. All right, so then what? So then what do we do? Okay,
1: so let's say you wake up, you have your lemon water, you make your breakfast. Maybe it's just like literally two hard-boiled eggs and some fruit. Like that's okay. Like a snack. Yeah, if you're not a huge morning person, start small. If you don't wake up hungry, start small and train your metabol train your metabolism, train your body that we're going to eat in the morning. And your hunger will respond after a little while. So I would start, have the lemon water, have a couple maybe a couple bites of hard boiled eggs, couple bites of fruit, have your coffee. Um and then you can kind of move on with your day for a little bit and if you like to snack, you can go for a snack, but it's really best to give your digestive system some time in between meals. If you're grazing all day, you're going to kind of bog down your digestive system. It's always going to have to be working. Um so avoiding snacking is good. It's the best option, but I am a chronic snacker. So I love to snack. Like, if I could eat, like, adult Lunchables for, like, charcuterie for every I would. Um, And even that, like, charcuterie, if you think about it, it really is a balanced snack. So... Then move on to and get some kind of movement in the morning. Sunshine is so important to get you can like sit down, eat your breakfast and everything in the sun within 30 minutes of waking up. Yeah. You are way ahead of so many other people. Um now the
0: for, I already know they're saying they're saying, Well, I live in a cold I know, place. I know. And it is January. So then what do you say to those people? Just buck up and sit outside for twenty minutes? Even yeah. if you can just open a window and like let your eyes, let the sunlight, even if it's not sun,
1: that's another thing. I get this question all the time. I live where it's cloudy, full spectrum light, full spectrum light. is Even if it's through clouds, it still counts. It still is real light on your eyeballs in the morning. It sets your circadian rhythm for the day and can help you sleep better at night for melatonin
0: production. If you learn anything from this episode, it should be this. Every single thing we put into our bodies, wherever we put it into our bodies, affects our health. Yes, even your feminine products. If your tampons are not organic, if the plastic applicator isn't BPA-free, if your pads or tampons are scented, or if they're made with chlorine, throw it in the trash yesterday. The good news is there is a feminine product company that offers all of the things you're looking for, plus the bonus of being a girls-only club. That means not using men in their marketing to tell women about our periods on the spillover and anywhere else sane we believe only women get their periods the brand you're looking for this year is garnu that's g a r n u u garnu tampons are 100% organic cotton they come with a bpa free compact applicator they have no chlorine no dyes no fragrance and because they're so clean more than likely you'll notice less cramping. Yes, your crappy period products could be making your periods crappy and they're woke and they hate you for being a conservative woman. Plus, they're more expensive. So stop using them. If you start a Garnu subscription, G-A-R-N-U-U, you will get the cutest pink and purple box of tampons shipped straight to your door each month. No more emergency late night drugstore runs and paying more for terrible products. And for those of you who love using cups during your period, they have them too. Garnu will only refer to you as a woman. They fight human trafficking with every purchase and they value life. Actually, the sweatshirt, if you are watching this episode on YouTube, the Politics YouTube channel, this sweatshirt I have on that's lavender, it says freedom fighter, this is a Garnou sweatshirt. Garnou is one of my absolute favorite brands that was born in the last year that I've been using so much so that I actually hunted down the owner and I begged her, begged her to let me talk about them on this podcast because it changed my period for the better and is changing the world for the better. Make a new year's resolution to have a better period by going to Garnou.com slash spillover and use code spillover to receive 15% off your first month of organic tampons when you subscribe exclusively for Spillover listeners. That's G-A-R-N-U-U dot com slash spillover code spillover. So yeah, getting sunshine within
1: the first 30 minutes is super ideal. Even if it's not sunshine, like I was saying, like sunlight, full spectrum light in your eyes just to set your circadian rhythm for the day. Then getting some kind of movement in whether that's a workout, if you like to work out in the morning, or if it's just stretching, or if it's like dry brushing, if you've heard of dry brushing. I've never tried okay. it,
0: but I it is on my radar.
1: Yeah, so just something to get the lymph flowing. So your lymphatic system needs its... One of the systems in your body that helps get rid of toxins. So it helps detox your body, but it needs actual physical stimulation. So whether it's working out, you're moving your body. Whether it's you can like jump on a trampoline. They have things called rebounders. Really? really good. Yeah, they're just like those little mini trampolines. I have one in my house. Um, Going for a run, going for a walk, stretching, or just using a dry brush. So you can just look it up on Amazon. Dry brush. It looks like a big paddled brush. And you just start at the bottom, like at your ankles. You move up in really light strokes. Like, you shouldn't be giving yourself a rash with this thing. Like, <laughs> just really gentle. I see some people do it, and it's super well, it's like they aggressive. like they're probably exfoliating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not for that. It's just to get your blood flowing, get your lymphatic system moving so that your body can push toxins out.
0: And how long should this either either dry brushing or working out in the morning last? Like, does it need to be 45 minutes, d- just 10, you know? If it's dry brushing, five minutes is good.
1: Like, just a couple minutes of dry brushing. If it's working out, if you have the time to do, like, your full workout in the morning, that's great. Um, but even just 10 minutes of movement, whether it's stretching, walking, like, Whatever you want to do, just doing some bodyweight squats while your food heats up on the stove. Like just getting some kind of movement in first thing in
0: the morning. Have you ever heard of rucking? No. Okay, this is something that I just discovered literally like two days ago. I had never heard of this. Um, and you probably are like, oh, well, yes, it's just I didn't know the word. Okay. Um, so what I heard was for women especially, if we spend 20 minutes every day, every morning, going on any sort of walk but while carrying 10 to 30 pounds, that's called rucking. So you can put little weights in a backpack and, oh, like and do a, ruck a 20 minutes. Yeah. Yes, a oh, rucksack, okay, or even if you have a baby at home, wearing your baby on your front or on your back, and you just go for a little twenty-minute walk around your cul-de-sac. Basically, I guess because of like how females like our bones are, mm-hmm. um, that little bit of weight on us when we walk is so good for our bones. And as we get older, because you yeah. know I didn't know this either, but if you're over sixty-five and you break a hip, you have a fifty percent chance of dying in the next six months. Yeah, but doing like rocking regularly every day, walking around for with 10 to 30 pounds on is so good for our bone health for that in the future so anyway that's just like a sidebar i didn't know if you guys ever heard of that that.
1: i love that i haven't heard of rucking but it makes total sense well you
0: can buy these little rucking backpacks or rucksacks on amazon but it has like a Pancake uh, type of weight that goes like in the pocket of the backpack, so it's oh. made for you to just wear this it's and like walk a weighted, around, like a bulletproof, like a Kevlar. Yeah. If
1: you just wear a Kevlar vest, if you have pretty one. much. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, any kind of resistance on your muscles. They say our Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, I know on Instagram, she talks about how muscle is the organ of longevity. Like, mm. if you want to live a long life, the best thing you can do is build muscle. And in terms of hormone health and metabolism and all of that, 100% that's true as well. Like lifting weights, lifting heavy things and putting them back down is one of the best things you can do for yourself. And it doesn't have to be crazy. You don't have to be like a bodybuilder, weightlifter. Like she's saying, just like throw in a backpack and go for a walk or hold a baby or hold your dog, like whatever you want to hold. Yeah, even 10 to 30 minutes. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. That's what I stress to all my followers, all my clients, everyone I know. It doesn't have to be intense and it shouldn't be. You don't want to feel like you have to do all of these things, have a morning routine that's three hours long, and you're going for a cold plunge, and you're doing this, and you're giving yourself like a steam facial, rolling your face. Like, it doesn't have to be that crazy. Really, 30 to 60 minutes at the beginning of your day can set your whole day up for success.
0: Okay. So then I'm, we're, we're working our way into lunch. Yes.
1: So lunch, again, should just be a balanced meal. Um, and, and in terms of water, just drinking water throughout the day, 60 to 80 ounces, you don't need to drink a whole gallon. Um, in fact, drinking a gallon of water, you're probably going to flush out all of your minerals, which is the opposite of what you want to do. And like I said, that's why I add salt to remineralize the water. Um, so 60 to 80 ounces is all you need. And just sounds making nasty sure. nasty
0: to drink water with salt it's, in it. Okay,
1: I know it sounds weird. I get these packets from the company's Element, L M N T. There's a couple companies that make things like this, but they also have flavors. So they're sweetened with monk fruit and then okay. they use like fruit extract. So the, I think right now I have watermelon. It tastes like watermelon Gatorade or something because it's a little bit salty, but it's also sweet.
0: Okay. I would probably like now. that. Because I'm not yeah. I, I don't like water. I don't like plain water. <laughs> so that's the yeah. hardest thing I think for me is trying to get used to drinking the amount of water that I need throughout the day. Because yeah. I'm very much a juice and pop person. Eh, so You know, what are
1: you gonna do? It's it's as long as you can add some water in there, like I said, six you know, like two okay. of these, you know. And if you're starting your day with a glass of lemon water, you're already like a third of the way there. Okay. So Doing that, drinking water throughout the day and just a little digestive tip, try not to drink a ton of water while you're eating. What this is gonna do, it's gonna dilute your stomach enzymes and it's actually gonna make it harder for your body to digest the food. So like if you think about your food just like swimming in a sea of water, like those people that chug water while they eat, you're just going to dilute it. You're probably going to feel like really bloated and full after you eat. And that's because your digestive juices, your stomach acid is super diluted and it's going to take longer to digest your food. Okay. So lunch, I always recommend once again, a balanced meal of some quality protein, healthy fats, avocado, eggs, whatever you want. Or like if you eat salmon, that's protein and fat right there. Perfect. You can be all in one. Like sometimes I joke that my meals look like a three-year-old. Like I'll eat like Avocado, sweet potato, and salmon. Yeah. That's my meal. That's about what I do. Yeah. It doesn't have to be fancy. Like, it's truly. You can just keep it as simple as possible, and then I add all the sauces. Primal Kitchen has, like, a million different sauces, and they all use avocado oil. They're the best. And then I'm assuming uh, dinner, same story. Yeah. Dinner, I try to make dinner a little lighter, actually. I don't make dinner my heaviest meal. Usually breakfast or lunch are my heaviest meals. And then dinner, I try to eat. If I'm going to bed at 9, go to bed early, little baby grandma, I try to eat around 530. 5.36, 5.36, wow. like the senior special. I know. You are senior I know. special. I know. Now, I
0: did make it a goal for myself in the new year. I said I wanted to go to bed earlier and then get up earlier. <laughs> My team is like, we'll see. <laughs> they know that it's very hard for me. Um, but uh, that is something that I want to do. Is that better yeah. for your
1: for your hormone it health? It is. It is. Actually, they found studies show that like the most important sleep happens between the hours of 10 and 2. Oh. Like your deepest hours of sleep. Happen between 10 and 2 for most people. Again, there's certain people that are like actual night owls, I think, but I think it's such a, I think so many people think they're night owls, but really they're just like dysregulated. Um, So yeah, going to bed around 10 or 11. I think most people 10 or 11 is good as long as you're getting, you know, seven to eight hours of quality sleep. I have an aura ring. It's not an ad. I have an aura ring. It tracks my sleep. I just love the data. I love knowing. Um, It also just tracks my steps. It tracks. You can use these to track your temperature, to track your fertility. Um,
0: Okay, I'm sold. It's
1: the best. Because you know what I can't
0: stand? I'm going to tell you what I really hope that everybody leaves in 2022. Unpopular opinion, but I absolutely loathe Apple Watches. They are so hideous. Tacky. And it's so tacky looking and like you see these girls in these gorgeous like evening dresses or cocktail dresses or whatever and then they have this nasty looking, huge bulky eye watch, Apple Watch. it's so ugly. Yeah. I, like, that is my least favorite trend. So yeah. I, I didn't even know that existed, yes. a ring that would track everything. Yes. thing is okay. amazing.
1: And EMF tip, you can put on airplane mode all the time. <gasps> it still tracks all of your data.
0: I said that before, too. I said, stop wearing your yeah. freaking AirPods. And people thought I was a conspiracy theorist. No, they
1: straight up microwave you. So AirPods are the worst out of Bluetooth ones because AirPods speak directly to the other AirPod, So they're talking through your head.
0: They're microwaving your yeah, brain. Yeah,
1: I have like an EMF reader at home and I put them next to it and it's wild. The thing just like goes off the charts. So yikes, no.
0: Yeah. Wired headphones are the move for 2023 as well. Like and you want to turn your Wi-Fi on your phone off at night. And it's also better not to have it on your nightstand right next to you, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, you want it like about at least 10 to 12 inches. So like put it if it's on your nightstand, at least as far away. Put it on airplane mode is the best. Your alarm will still go off. Um, and then turning your Wi-Fi off at night if you can at your house. I know some people, like, it's connected to their security system, so that can be hard. But um, at least having your Wi-Fi router away from your bedroom um, and turning it off at night if you can. Like, you can just get a little timer that plugs into it, turns it off at night, turns it back on in the morning. You're all good. And trust me, your sleep will probably be better. Like, if you have an Aura ring and you can track it. I bet it'll be deeper.
0: So let's talk about how our hormones change between our 20s and our 30s. Because uh, my audience is pretty half and half. I would say the majority are in their 20s or in their 30s. So like I'm going to be turning 30 uh, next month in February. So what sorts of changes should I be expecting? So. I'm nervous. uh, No, no, you shouldn't be. Because the idea
1: that everything like changes when you're 30 Really isn't true. Okay. Mainly what it is, is uh, over the course of your whole life, m- I would guess most people up until now, like detoxing is kind of trendy, taking care of your liver, thank goodness. But, um, and I used to believe this too, like, oh, when you're 30, everything changes, your metabolism stops. Well, really what's happening is if you think of like your body or your toxic burden over the course of your life is like a bucket of just toxins all your life when you're 30 your body's just like, all right, <laughs> like I'm done. It, like, you're filled. I'm tired. Exactly. So like imagine like a strainer, like a mesh strainer, and you're just pouring stuff in it. If it can't strain things properly, it's just going to fill up. It's going to overflow. Your body can't take it. So I that's I that's what most of it's attributed to. Also, like people don't exercise as much as they should. Like we're saying, my, building muscle, all these things, taking care of ourselves. Once we hit 30, that's kind of like the tipping point. Of all of these layers of toxic burden just piling
0: up. So how do you clean out your bucket or your strainer to get rid of those toxic burdens in your 30s?
1: The most important thing is to first try to reduce the toxic load as much as you can. So getting rid of all of your Bath and Body Works candles...
0: Another thing. I'm sorry. Okay, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, <laughs> Emily. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was joking, like I was joking. I was being hyperbolic, but I tweeted, "I was like, guys, break up with her if she <laughs> bought a Bath and Body Works candle today, like for one yeah. of their sales or whatever." And like all these guys were like, "Wow, like what's wrong with you? You know, you seem miserable yeah. or whatever. Why would I break up with her for that?" I'm like, first of all, I'm just being dramatic <laughs> for like comedic purposes, but mm-hmm. also seriously, yeah. that store is hell on earth for hormones. No,
1: truly, truly. And like walking through, I mean, any Febreze, like if you think of all of the fragrances we're exposed to, I mean, the girls that grew up, I grew up layering myself in Victoria's Secret pink body spray, the lotions, warm vanilla sugar, you know, all of the things we grew up with, which it's, those are all have added things, fragrances, a bunch of random crap that one, you probably can't even pronounce. And i it's dramatic to say like, if you can't, Eat it. Don't put it on your skin because, come Ugh. on. I mean. One of the
0: worst things we lived through, only 90s babies will know this, but uh, when Jessica Simpson came out with that, like, edible <gasps> yes. spray line, nasty, horrible, like, and yeah. everybody was, like, putting this nasty stuff on their arms <laughs> and then, like, licking each other. The su- like, people were like, what? Yes. I was like, no, kids were doing it because we were like, look, it's so like nasty. cake. No, yeah. it was probably terrible
1: for us. <laughs> probably. And just, like, all of these things. So... Like I said, reducing the toxic load outside of your body, so in your environment. So switching out your conventional, like, household cleaning products for more natural options. Just getting rid of, like, Windex, Clorox, like, all of these things that are not good for you. People
0: are scared, though, like, what about my chicken juices on my counter? Mm. Are things really going to be clean and disinfected? I promise you they are.
1: There are other things out there. You can even make your own with, like, vinegar and essential oils and all of that. I buy—I use Branch Basics. I know you just posted one. Um, But things do get clean. There are ways to clean things besides, like, using bleach and ammonia. Um so yeah, reducing your toxic load outside like I said, you know, no more tap water, trying to filter your water, anything that's around you. Um and then reducing the toxins in your food. So reducing things like natural flavors. And the problem with natural flavors is it's kind of a gamble. Sometimes they are natural. Sometimes they're like raspberry fruit extract. <laughs> Sometimes they're not. Sometimes I don't even want to say it on here, but they're like they can call, so what is in raspberry and vanilla flavoring comes from, sometimes, not always, the anal gland of a beaver.
0: What are you talking about, I'm Emily? Not, I know,
1: I know. It's really gross. It's what? true. Look it up. It's true. I swear you could fact check me. That is a fat, and they can call that natural. W- this is the problem. Well, because technically that is, yeah. I guess. It's something called castorium oil. Something like that. And it comes from a beaver, and they use it in vanilla and raspberry-flavored stuff, and they call it natural. So that's the problem. Sometimes it's natural, sometimes it's not. Nobody better ever say this podcast isn't (laughs) educational. You guys learned something today. And you can always reach out to companies if you're unsure. Like, if you see one of your favorite companies, like, that's organic and you trust them, but you're like, they have natural flavors, email them.
0: If they're sketchy about it, maybe I just avoid it completely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Okay. So also, let's talk about... You know, what does health actually look like? Mm. Is it a certain weight? Is it a mindset? Is it a size of jeans? That's such a good question because,
1: yeah, I do have a post. that's like what we think healthy is. So if we look at these influencers on Instagram and fitness and health coaches and all these people that are, like, either super ripped or whatever, but they're counting macros and they're eating Pop-Tarts and all these things, but they look really healthy, but they're probably not. Probably only it's like a ticking time bomb in their gut, whether they're going to get leaky gut or they're going to get hormonal acne or all of these things, because there's no such thing as a free lunch. You know, it's going to come back for you eventually. Um, and so I think to me, health is, you know, how it feels like we we're saying, you know, when something's wrong in your body. Um, but I also some people might not like some people have felt sick for so long. They just think this is the way they're supposed to feel. But it's like, no, you can wake up every morning with energy and mm. not needing coffee to get through the day. You should be able to eat meals without it hurting your stomach, without feeling bloated, without breaking out right away from something. Like, you shouldn't have to struggle. So to me, health is seeing everything holistically. So it's, like I said, it is 90% nutrition But there are so many, you know, emotional health and spiritual health and all of these things that also play a role. Are you happy at home? Are you happy in your job? Because you can also eat all of the high-quality grass-fed beef that you want and drink all of the, like, electrolyte water. But if you hate your job, if you're unhappy in your relationship, that's going to take a toll on your hormones too. That stress over time is a really going to compound. And stress is one of the biggest killers of progesterone, mm. which is super important for hormones, super important for fertility. So I have a lot of women that come to me that are like, I'm doing this, 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 and this. And I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm, I can't get pregnant. I'm like, well, OK,
0: let's dive a little
1: deeper. Like, what else is going on under the surface? But well,
0: what does it mean to be running on stress hormones?
1: So like you were saying, like you wake up in the morning, and you're like, I'm not hungry. I don't get hungry until noon or 1 p.m you're running on stress hormones. Because what that means is your body is trying to survive. It doesn't want to eat. It's like, no, I'm trying to survive. We don't have time to eat. I don't have time for you to have an appetite. So we're just going to shut that off. So If you wake up without an appetite, you're not hungry till noon or one, you're probably running on stress hormones. If you wake up and you're just tired, like you're still tired all through the morning, you have to reach for the coffee first thing. Um, Also, this idea of getting in bed at night and feeling tired but wired.
0: Oh, yes. So like – That's a hormone
1: thing? Yeah, cortisol. Cortisol dysregulation, yeah. So also blue light at night if you're on your phone – Your brain doesn't know that this is just a cell phone and you're in bed. So I've actually, the crazy thing, I've tested my blood sugar also, which is kind of a way to test a cortisol response. If I'm scrolling on my phone at night, it spikes my blood sugar. So I'm having like a stress response scrolling my phone at night.
0: So Even. what do you do? Do you say, I'm not going to scroll on my phone past a certain time? Are you putting red lights in your yes. room? Are you making your screen, your screen on your iPhone you can change to be a red light, by the way? Yeah,
1: you can do that. You can filter the red light. You can put on night mode. Um, I try to get off my phone. Again, not perfect. I try to be off my phone at night at least like an hour before bed, but I do wear blue light blocking glasses. So they block 100% of the blue light which, again, is going to protect your melatonin, which is super important, not only for sleep, but also for, like, your immune system and so many things. Like, melatonin is a hormone. So it's super important for so many different things.
0: If you have a hormone imbalance, Mm -hmm. what could be some of the root causes? So a lot of people think that, like, oh, I have
1: insulin resistance, and then they heal that, and they think that they healed something or they balance their hormones. But hormone imbalance, again, is not a root cause. So healing a hormone balance... There is something causing it in the first place. So whether it's birth control is actually a big common denominator of hormone imbalances. So because it does so many other things, it really depletes you of essential vitamins and minerals, which are important for your gut health, for everything. Um, So dysregulated cortisol, hormone imbalance. So stressful jobs or people that work night shift, things like that. Mm -hmm. That could be a cause. Um there's just so many different reasons and it's kind of hard and so I have a lot of women they're like, "Well, should I just get a test? Should I just get tested?" And it's like, "Well, why don't we first work on the foundations, which is what I try to help women with is like work on just the simple foundations of health and then see where you're at and more often than not the situation resolves itself." Um but other root causes of hormone imbalances besides like birth control, it's mostly stress. It's mostly long-term chronic stress. That then leads to basically a toppling of all of your hormones. If you think of your hormones as like a symphony, once one goes out, everything's out of tune. Everything's messed up. And so you can't really just target, target one hormone. You kind of have to look at the system as a whole.
0: Um, yeah. Well, all of a sudden, women are waking up to how absolutely toxic hormonal birth control is. Um, It accelerates aging. It amplifies feelings of anxiety and depression. It depletes our bodies of vitamins and minerals. It makes sex painful. Um, It causes migraines, weight gain. It can affect how attracted we feel to our partners. What else am I missing?
1: I know. that. Oh, my gosh. What else? There's it's it can cause so many hormonal acne. So people think, oh, I, I went on to fix my acne. Well, it can cause acne. It can cause yeah infertility issues in the future, not directly, but because it's depleting all of these essential vitamins and minerals. Um, what else?
0: That's the thing. Like, I know so many people who have time and time again wanted to get off hormonal birth control. They do it, but then they experience extreme weight fluctuation or acne. And so they're embarrassed because of their weight gain or because of their severe breakouts. And they're like, well, I have to get back on. It's the only way to stop it.
1: And the problem is, is that's what your doctor is going to tell you. This is your only, this is the golden ticket. And you're like, no. And you know, women, we know when something's wrong with our body. We know when someone's feeding us BS right when they hand us this pill like you know you can feel it like this isn't really the answer and so it's just it to me it's so tragic because we're sold this lie right I know you've had someone on here talking about birth control before but like we're sold this lie that this is empowering and this is gonna fix our hormones and fix our periods and heal our acne and all of these things and it's a lie it's not the answer and for so many people that's the lie they're told to heal their heal their endometriosis to fix their PCOS. It's not fixing anything. It's just a band-aid and it's not empowering and it's affecting who you are as a person. It's
0: literally holding us prisoners yes. as women when it comes to our hormones, yeah. when it comes to our it's, you know, our cycles, yeah. everything about understanding our body
1: and getting off like my favorite messages to get are when women are like I feel like me again like i the day they're like i got my birth control i stopped yesterday or i got the iud taken out yesterday i woke up today happy for the first time and i i can't remember or i feel like me again i feel like a fog has lifted and that's just so crazy. It's just creating zombies.
0: So when you do get off, for the people that do feel like, okay, now I'm completely discombobulated because I got off hormonal birth control. I'm depleted of so many nutrients. How do we repair that damage that hormonal birth control has done to our bodies as women?
1: Yeah. So there's like, there's three steps. I have a master class on this called Breaking Up With Birth Control. And I teach three steps. And it really is about like restoring, replenishing, and rebalancing your hormones. So first of all, restoring your cycle. So making sure you're eating enough, making sure your body feels safe. This is what I tell to my clients. The At the end of the day, you're not going to get a period. You're not going to have an easy cycle unless your body feels safe, unless your body trusts you. Um, And so you need to be making sure you're eating enough, making sure you're resting, making sure you're sleeping, making sure you're meeting like your basic human needs. Um, And then you can work on replenishing the depleted vitamins and minerals. So replenishing your gut health, taking probiotics, eating fermented food, eating, again, a lot of healthy fats. Oysters. Oysters. Oysters are full of zinc. They're so, so good for you. So many people ask me, is there a zinc supplement? I'm like, eat oysters weekly and you're good.
0: I'm so good. I'm yeah. so good on my zinc. Yeah. Can tell you. I'm like, I'm a raw oyster fiend. And
1: zinc is so, so important for hormones. So yeah, oysters, things like this. There are foods that you can eat. There are, you have different phases of your cycle. So there's four different phases that you go through over the course of the month. And you can think of them like seasons. So I used to think it was just my period, either I was on my period or not on my period. That was like the two phases I had in life. It's not that. And actually your period is really like the least exciting part of your cycle, really the main event is ovulation.
0: So, yeah, if you look so let's, at it, yeah, yeah, break them down like we're five for okay. us.
1: So the easiest way to explain is to think of them like seasons. So you can think of your first phase, day one, of your, day one of your period is day one of your cycle. And that's like your internal winter. And that's what we feel like on our period. Like we want to hibernate. We don't want to talk to anyone. We don't want to make plans. All your hormones are, are at the lowest. So like when people are like, I'm on my period, I'm so hormonal. You're not. You're like the opposite. This is a time to journal. Like I said, to hibernate. Don't make plans on your period. Like just don't. And if we can learn, like I said, if we can learn to track these phases, we can plan things around them.
0: I love don't make plans Mm -hmm. on your period. I
1: love it. I'm sorry I can't go out. The problem is like you'll make plans when you're ovulating. Like two weeks before, (laughs) you're like, yes, let's do it. Let's go out. And then two weeks come and you're like, oh. I made a mistake. So day one of your cycle is day one of your period. This is your internal winter. Obviously, your body's going through a massive trauma. It's shedding its uterine lining. Um, You're bleeding. You're losing blood. So eating things like high-quality grass-fed beef, replenishing iron stores, eating a lot of hearty, grounding winter foods. So stews, slow-cooked meats, all of these things are going to be really good while you're on your period. Then you move into your follicular phase, which is technically right after your period, but The day you get your period, your body does start preparing for ovulation. So your follicular phase and your menstrual – say that five times fast. Yeah. Your follicular phase and your menstrual phase kind of happen at the same time. But your follicular phase will last until you ovulate, which for most women is around day 14. So between days like 14 and 18, usually that's when you'll ovulate. And so your follicular phase is like your spring. So, if your periods are winter, follicular phase is your spring. You're starting to come out of your shell. You have more energy um, during this time. Good workouts are like cardio-based workouts. You're going to have more energy. Nothing too crazy, unless you feel like it. Um, but then, eating a lot of healthy fats during that time is going to be the focus. So, you want to really get ready for ovulation. So, prepare for a healthy, healthy ovulation and fertility. Eggs, nut butters. Um, also things to help support your gut. So sauerkraut during this time is really good. Um, and then moving into ovulation, which is like your inner summer. This is when, when you're ovulating, this is my favorite fact, the bone structure of your face shifts slightly. In a good to way? To make you more attractive because you're fertile. Because it's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have like a glow. If you keep track of this, I'm telling you, you will know. What? When you're ovulating, you'll look at yourself and you're like, I look better than usual okay this is very good to know yeah an actual science so in terms of ovulation this is your inner summer best time to plan like recording things interviews uh photo shoots date night like really important events where you need to be really social this is the best time you feel your best you're the most vocal you're the most social best time to plan things um, best things to eat during this time, this is a time when you can retain a lot of water. So you, some women feel bloated or maybe a little constipated when they're ovulating. So focusing on eating water-rich foods to help combat some of that water retention. Um, you might have less of an appetite than normal. So like a lot of women, like during this time, I crave like fruits, salads, like like it's your inner summer. So you're not craving a ton of heavy foods. Um, and then we move into your luteal phase, which is the longest phase. This is the two weeks in between ovulation and your period. So your luteal phase is the time where either your body is preparing to for implantation, fertilization, to have a baby, or that doesn't happen. You're going to get your period after it. But this is really a time where your immune system is actually slightly suppressed. So a lot of women report getting more sick during this time. So really combating that with extra vitamin C. This is because if you were to have a baby, you don't want your body to like freak out. So you want to be your immune system kind of chill out. So during this time, it's the best time for strength training at the beginning. Your body is primed for it. Um, But also during this time, fat burning hormones are turned up. So you do not want to stress your body out anymore. Like I said, this is a time where... Even if you don't want to get pregnant, your body does. So you need to respect that and you need to make your body feel safe. Even if you don't want to have a baby, making your body feel safe during this time is the best way to keep your cycle like regular. So not stressing it out more, not doing a ton of like hit workouts. Ovulations. Yeah, so you,
0: you talk a lot on your Instagram about how it's important that we factor our workouts into our menstrual cycle. Yeah. So during all of these different phases, we should be doing certain types of workouts. Yeah.
1: And to an extent, I mean, I'm not expecting you to change your whole life around your cycle. That would be ideal if you could structure some of it. But again, just like I said, during your luteal phase leading up to your period, you don't want to be doing hit workouts. And you can feel it usually. If you do listen to your body, it's like, no, girl. Same thing of like on your period, like you don't want to go out. You don't want to go out. And there's a reason for that. So during your period, walking. Walking is the best. Walking, stretching, yoga, maybe some Pilates. Whatever you feel like, um, but no hit workouts, nothing crazy, and then moving into your follicular phase, cardio-based workouts are better. Kickboxing, group classes, strength training during this time is totally cool. Ovulation, hit workouts are the best during this time. If you want to go to Barry's Bootcamp, if you want to go to Orange Theory, if you want to go to Soul Cycle, this is the best time for it. Um, but don't overdo it. Like I said, going into your luteal phase, your body, your stress, your threshold is much higher or much lower. So you want to make sure you're, like I said, just helping your body feel safe. So strength training at the beginning and then leading up to your period, just easing off of it a little. And I think learning these things helps you give yourself grace helps you live in tune with your body and understand that you're not a male, right? You don't have a 24-hour hormone cycle. You have a 28 to 35-day hormone cycle. Your motivation, your creativity, your energy, it's going to be different every single day. And even your like weightlifting capacity, like your strength is going to change. And I think learning these things helps you give yourself that permission slip of, oh, I know why this is happening. Not, wait, last week I was able to do this and now I can't. Or I felt good and now I don't. It gives you a way to understand and learn that you're a cyclical being and you have more than just a 24 hour hormone clock.
0: Yeah, knowledge really is power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The big trendy topic in health and wellness right now is seed oils. I have been talking about this so much. (laughs) I think seed oils are one of the biggest factors contributing to a slew of health problems, especially in the United States. What are they? Why are they bad? And then what are we supposed to use instead? Okay. Yeah, seed oils, again, TikTok dietitians
1: will come after me for this. They say, nothing's good or bad. It's all fine. Let them. Yeah. The studies show, okay, who are the studies funded by? Anyways, seed oils are, there's so many of them. I mean, soybean oil, technically. So the main one's going to be canola oil, vegetable oil, soybean oil, canola oil, which was sunflower oil, sunflower oil, corn oil, um, grapeseed oil safflower oil. Am I missing any? There's so many. Basically, anything that is not a fruit oil. That's the way I like to remember them. Avocado, coconut, olive oil. Those are all technically fruits. So those are the three that you want to use. We'll go into that later. They all have different like smoke points. So certain things you don't want to cook with. Certain things are just for sauteing. But back to seed oils, I really do believe also that seed oils are to blame for so many health issues or at least like the massive increase in health issues. And here's why. Seed oils are really high in linoleic acid, which is an omega-6 fatty acid, and it's highly unstable. So the problem with a highly unstable thing is especially these seed oils are usually being cooked with and they're not heat stable either. They It does make them more shelf stable for certain things, But they are super unstable and extremely prone to oxidative stress and rancidity. So they can go bad. They can go rancid if they're cooked too high. Um, The problem with having something high in linoleic acid is that it's high in omega-6s. Everything in your body is a balance. And you want a really healthy balance between omega-3s and omega-6s. And you don't want a ton of omega-6s. You really want more omega-3s. The more omega-6s you have in your body of like a high ratio to omega-3s, the more inflammation it's going to cause. I like to explain seed oils and their instability in like, let's say you're building a house and normally you would lay a concrete foundation for a house. So if we think of like omega-3 stable fatty acid chains, that's concrete. That's a stable foundation. Your body, you are what you eat, right? So your body's made up of the things you eat and especially your brain is mostly fat. Now, let's say you're trying to build a house and it's time to build the foundation. Contractors are here. You got to start today. Instead of concrete... You have styrofoam balls. That's what you got to build the foundation of your house with. That's all you have. It's happening. Construction starting today, whether you like it or not. So you now have the foundation of a house built on styrofoam balls. Very unstable, highly inflammatory, and just it's going to cause chaos in your body.
0: All right. So when you're at the grocery store and I and I posted this on my story the other day, just because something says it's organic also doesn't mean yeah. anything. So much of the stuff at Whole Foods, crackers, your cookies, all these the different things. All yeah. the food in the hot bar. Oh, all the food in the hot bar. So all of that pretty much has seed oils. So you have to look at the labels and everything. But people are like, OK, well now what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to eat? What am I supposed to use to cook? And so um, not only do I have a bottle of olive oil at home, I also mm-hmm. bought, which you can get at whole foods beef tallow yes so cooking your steaks or whatever in that yeah and then i also just grass-fed butter oh yeah the best grass butter is the best like i feel so
1: bad butter i feel like it has a better publicist now but the whole (laughs) thing was just under fire butter tallow like lard like everyone got so much restaurants that would use lard that's like the best thing you can use yeah real things that come from real food, not something like canola oil, technically it's called rapeseed oil, which is super creepy. And it was created. It was literally created as something to be used for like, they use it in like jet fuel, like it's used in other things like machinery. And now we're eating it, which is insane to me. It doesn't actually come. It's not naturally like this God-given food that we have from the earth, like olive oil, coconut oil. Those are all things you can literally squeeze and they produce oil. It doesn't need to be chemically extracted. Um, And yeah, they're in everything. So like salad dressings, you really, it's so important to read labels. Candy bars, like you're saying, yeah, chips. And usually, here's another thing. This is so frustrating. It can say on the front, like cooked in olive oil. And then on the back, the first ingredient is sunflower oil and then olive oil after that. So they're real tricky that way.
0: You have to read everything. Like it's okay to be that person that's standing in the aisle for an extra six minutes staring at every single label. And I have two apps that I like to use. Um, I have the Bobby Approved app. Love. The Flav City guy uh, who is so anti-seed oil. So he's like (laughs) the strictest. His app, you scan the barcode on literally everything at any store from Aldi to Costco to Whole Foods to Walmart, Target, you scan an ingredient and he'll be like, nope, not approved or yes, approved. And I know that he is very anti-seed oil. Yeah. So I can trust those things. Um, and then the other thing, is it like, am I thinking of like EWG? Yeah.
1: EWG will give a rating. Yeah, based on like all the ingredients. So not just seed oils, based on the additives, based on the quality. E- EWG is a really good app. You could use it for clean beauty as well.
0: Yes. The other thing, okay, so talking about like candy bars, mm-hmm. I just found, I just I ordered it off Amazon and um, got it yesterday and I was trying it. It's called like uh human Hugh? Hue something human chocolate bars or something like that. I this. just posted
1: them in the airport yesterday. I really? love Hugh. I love Hugh. So yeah, H U. I hope they see this
0: um i love them their chocolate is so, so good, good. Mm-hmm. So, and it, i mean to me it tasted better it's like it's all dark chocolate which dark chocolate's actually pretty good for you right they now have
1: milk but it's grass-fed oh milk. okay so yeah dark chocolate is super good for you super high in magnesium really and magnesium's really important that's like doesn't get enough doesn't get enough publicity as well magnesium helps with your hormones helps lower stress helps like everything muscle cramps like so many different things in your body are helped by magnesium even period cramps like Dark chocolate. There's a reason why you crave dark chocolate. Yeah, there's like three
0: ingredients in these chocolate bars, and they have all these different flavors. You can do like dark chocolate and hazelnut or Mm -hmm. dark chocolate raspberry or whatever, but they're very, very good for you. H-U, you can order a variety pack to try them like I did on Amazon and see which ones you like. Um, And then also I discovered, which I, to be fair, I have not, none of this is an ad, but I'm just telling you what I've been using. Um, One thing that I ordered, and I haven't tried it yet, so I'll let you know if I think they taste like crap or if I really like them, but it was called like, Mesa chips or Massa <gasps> chips? Yes, they just sent me some. What did yes, you try? They're corn chips. My boyfriend ate four they, bags. It's like in a the freeze, the the first like mm-hmm. seed oil free tortilla yeah, chip, which you can in beef tallow. Okay. Organic corn. chips you try and beet it? salad? They're so good. I am so excited. Yeah. So these, I just got like the Shopify notification that they're like on their way. Yeah. So I'm so excited because I love to eat like chips and guacamole, but there are no tortilla chips at Whole Foods. I've just mm-hmm. been suffering. Mm-hmm. There's nothing without seed oils. Yeah,
1: no, they're amazing. So it's it's it makes me so happy that there's companies out here like this. Like,
0: like Hugh, like Simple Mills, like Oh, Simple Mills is my baby. <laughs> Every all their cookies, all their crackers, their cake mixes, muffin mixes cookie mixes the best company yeah like if I know it seems overwhelming like where do I start
1: eating for balanced hormones like start with swapping things if you think you can't I can't get rid of this I can't get rid of that swap it Trust me. DM me on Instagram and say, Emily, I love this. What's a swap? Yeah. Anything that you like, I will find you a healthy version. The
0: Simple Mills chocolate chip cookies, I've posted about them before. The crunchy or the chewy? Well, I like the crunchy, but they taste exactly like a Chips Ahoy. Oh,
1: exactly. Exactly. Those are the ones I like, too.
0: And they don't have all the crap in them. Okay, so let's talk about constipation. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, some of my followers know this. And then if this is like the first time you've ever listened to this show, a little TMI. (laughs) But I did not realize until last year that I have been constipated my entire life. Because the problem was, is I wouldn't go to the bathroom very often. Like I'm talking like once a week or once every week and a half. Oh but it wasn't hard to get out. Mm. So to me, I thought constipation only means pain. pain. Like, pain. Yeah. Con- and, and what then I found out, no, constipation is like you're not going every day. Yeah. And so this whole time, for my whole life, I just thought this was normal. This is one of those things where you talk about how people just live with something and they think it's normal. Yeah. And so I told her, I was adamant. I said, no, this is normal for me. I never poop. And then I found out, oh, I'm constipated. So now my whole thing has been trying to figure out with eating better and and all these things, how I can get more regular. I have discovered Olipop, which is like (laughs) my pride and joy. I would die for them. (laughs) Um, Another thing that I'm not sponsored to talk about, which I should be. Um, Okay. So probiotic, prebiotic sodas help or harm. They're
1: good. They're good. I wouldn't overdo it again. I do one a day. You're fine. Okay. One a day. What's your favorite
0: flavor? Grape, oh, of course.
1: Orange, <laughs> orange squeeze is my favorite. Um, those are fine. Like I said, don't overdo it though. Same with kombucha. You don't want to overdo it. Kombucha is super high in sugar too. Um, and if you have any kind of like yeast imbalance, like candida or anything like that, it can it can make it worse. Um, those are good. But in terms of constipation, yeah, and nothing's TMI. Trust me, at this point in my career, nothing is TMI. I get that all the time. I'm like, oh no, tell me. Tell, yeah. How can I help you? Um, And I know so many people, they're like, yeah, my doctor told me it's normal. Like, every few days is normal.
0: No. No.
1: Like, does it feel normal? Probably not.
0: No. And Um, I'm, I'm trying to get that down. I have extreme bloating issues. That's That one can take a while to heal,
1: um, and it can come from so many different things. Like it could be something you're eating that's irritating your gut. Could just be that your gut needs healing. Um, bone broth is really good for that too, super high in like collagen and L-glutamine. It's another easy food to like just drink bone broth on an empty stomach. That'll do wonders. Um, but in terms of bloating, a lot of people have food sensitivities or food intolerances that they're not aware of. Um, And so, like, keeping a food journal, seeing if it's certain things that bloat you. If it's everything that bloats you, you probably need some kind of, like, gut healing protocol. But if it's certain things, like, usually trigger foods for people can be dairy or gluten, um, corn, soy, natural flavors. Like, there's so many different things. It's hard to tell. Um, but yeah, constipation and bloating, they kind of go hand in hand too. I mean, if you're constipated, you're going to be backed up and it's going to show at a certain point. But with constipation, a lot of people also think that like more fiber is better. And that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes more fiber, if your gut is already in distress. It plugs you up. It plugs you up. Your body's like, I already, I'm already having a hard time and you're just like throwing more on me. So this is why sometimes the carnivore diet is so good for people because there's no fiber. So your gut doesn't have to do a ton of work. But I'm I'm somewhere in between. People ask me, like, how do you feel about carnivore? I think, I don't think that, like, kale is, be at, like, I don't really think that crazy in terms of everything. <laughs> like, there's some people out there that are, like, all vegetables are bad. Like, all vegetables call, cause oxidative stress. And I don't believe in all that. I think cooking vegetables is really important. So if you deal with bloating, constipation, cook your vegetables.
0: Don't eat raw veggies. Okay, you know what I just heard was, like, a scam it was baby carrots. Yeah. Now, what I'm not saying is that carrots are bad. I'm saying baby carrots, they go through some kind of process to make them look like that. And so they're actually really not that healthy for you. You just need to have a real carrot and cut it up small, right? Yeah. And that's another thing, a raw carrot salad so good for Everybody you for detoxing. The I know. I made fun of this because I thought, what is this? This I looks know. disgusting. Like, I would never eat this and now it's like, I'm like, oh, maybe I need to buck up and try it because, like, it's, like, the new thing. So that's it is really that good. would be a wellness trend that you're like, it's worth it. It's, it's worth genius. It. It's 100% worth it. Yeah, and it's important that you don't
1: peel your carrot and you don't use baby carrots. Most of the fibers, so the fiber, it's really important for helping detox your body, pull the excess estrogen. If you, like, peel your carrots... That's where most of the fiber comes from. Okay. So you're like taking a lot of that out. And you could just eat a carrot. You don't have to do the raw carrot salad. The raw carrot salad's good just because it has the salt, coconut oil, which is a fat. So it's gonna help your body absorb those fat-soluble vitamins. That's another thing. Like if you're eating salads and vegetables, but you're using like fat-free dressing and you don't have any fats in your meal, your body can't assimilate those vitamins because they're fat-soluble. They need fat to assimilate into your body. So the raw carrot salad is worth it. That's one of those things that's definitely worth it, but you could just eat a carrot. Okay, so another trend, taping your mouth shut, worth it or <gasps> crap? Worth it. <gasps> worth it. Talk I about it. I just posted it. this last night and I got it's the first time I posted in a long time and so many people are like, excuse me, what? You tape your mouth? Like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I do it on purpose. It's special mouth tape. I don't just, some people use just straight up tape, but I buy special mouth tape. I buy it on Amazon. The brand is Somnifix. And it looks like it covers your mouth, but it has a little slit. So it's you don't feel like you can't breathe. Like if you had to breathe out of your mouth, you could. You're not suffocating yourself. Um, if you are a mouth breather, it might be weird at first though. But mouth breathing, it messes up your jaw structure. It can cause cavities. It can mess with like the microbiome of your mouth, which again is super important too. Taping your mouth shut's is 100% worth it. I sleep deeper. I sleep way better. More sound. Like I'll sleep straight through the night. It's just so important. I really I would I would recommend it to anyone. It looks silly, but like I sleep with like an eye mask, earplugs, mouth tape. Really? Like I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crazy. I look crazy.
0: She's do not disturb. Ask, yeah, ask my boyfriend, he's like, Oh, look at you. And I'm like, I look crazy, but now the wellness trend that I refuse to jump on because I just I just can't, is uh, gluten-free. Is that a mistake? Yeah. Why? I know. I I love My phone case is bread. (laughs) I love bread. And if it's all organic and I am good about the bread that I'm eating, why does it have to be gluten-free? That's it. So it really is,
1: I mean, I developed like a legit gluten intolerance. Like I had a test and all this. So like mine isn't a scam when I say I'm gluten free. Um, it was due to like antibiotics that literally caused an intolerance. The problem is with most wheat. So you're talking about organic, non-GMO. That's great. Most of the wheat that people are eating is GMO'd. It's sprayed with glyphosate. Right. It's just super bad for you. So organic sourdough
0: that's great. That's what I, I would say. That's like, the only thing I, I buy at the store. Yeah.
1: Then that's fine. But I would say that like people that are just doing pastas and breads and whatever that all the time to make like your main carb sources bread and pastas, definitely not the move. Um, but I think it's important just to check in with your body. Some people have no issue. Some people are like, I can eat the gluten, I don't have an issue. But it's also deeper than if it's a stomach issue. Like like if you're saying if you have constipation, it could be doing something in your gut. It could cause some kind of like autoimmune reaction. For some people, it gives them acne. Like it just affects people in different ways. So it's not as simple as, oh, if it doesn't hurt my stomach, I'm probably fine. Because it can cause... Brain fog, like joint pain, inflammation in that way. Um, but I think organic sourdough. I am not a hater of organic sourdough. I go for it.
0: We're still in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I've survived another one. Yeah. Supplements scam are helpful.
1: Mm, Amazon supplements are a scam. Like Costco supplements, like it, there are... Only a few
0: really high quality companies that I trust. I feel like I'm using some a magnesium citrate or something from Thorn. Thorn is really good. So All right. Thorn is good. I also bought the frickin' before he came out as a, a scam artist. Liver King? Yes, I bought the liver, beef liver supplements. Yeah. You bought hardened and Soil? Whatever. His I think, ancestral I think, yeah. or whatever. Oh, his, ancestral. Okay. His thing.
1: Yeah, that's, those are good. I, I still would think that they're a quality Right. I mean, okay. obviously, he has his own issues. Um, so those are
0: the two Those are the two brands. And then right today in the mail arriving is I think the brand is Array, and it's like a bloat. I've heard of them. Supplement. I've heard of them. You've heard I think things? they're a good company. They're a good company.
1: They use like herbs and stuff. So okay. er, like natural anti-bloating herbs, not like those supplements you take that make you go to the bathroom. And then that's what they're like detox supplements. Sketchy. Don't do it. Detox teas. Scam. I would say most supplements. Like you see those like period gummies, like flow, yes. I think, scam. Um, but beef liver, so good. I would tell anyone and everyone to take beef liver unless some people have like histamine intolerances. So listen to your body after you take them. And if you feel like crap and you know that that's the only thing, then stop taking them. But I think they're amazing. They're the most bioavailable like multivitamin that you could take. Super high in iron, super natural
0: um, so, like, should you be doing things like collagen supplements and stuff like that?
1: Collagen, you can. It's a good form of, like, pro. it's not a complete protein, but it can help in terms of blood sugar. Like, if you add it to your coffee, it's going to help the blood sugar balance of it. Okay. But it can help your skin, but you can also get collagen from natural. So, eating meat off the bone, you're going to get collagen from that. Drinking bone broth, you're going to get collagen from that. It's going to be way higher quality, way more bioavailable. So, collagen— I would say if you can like if you want to spend money on it and you want to buy it, you like the way it tastes, you want to add it to things, cool. Not a necessary supplement.
0: When it comes to buying meat, is something being labeled organic good enough? What label should mm. we be looking for in the meat that we buy? Okay.
1: This is this is a good one. So let's start with eggs, because eggs I think are the trickiest one. You'll see cage free, which doesn't really mean anything, like it's a buzzword. Just because it's they're cage-free doesn't mean they're still not packed, like, shoulder-to-shoulder. Chickens have shoulders. Shoulder-to-shoulder in, like, a little cage. Um, but you want to look for organic, pasture-raised. Pasture-raised mean they have room to roam. They're eating, like, feed off the ground, grain off the ground. Um,
0: what, is and- that one, what is that one brand uh, of eggs that's, like, the best? Vital Farms? I think— or- it- Yes, I think it might be that, and they also now have a regenerative. Is that that was my next thing? Yeah. Okay, so that's like the that's like the best of the best, right?
1: That's like elite eggs. Explain what that is. Yeah, so regeneratively farmed basically means that they are also like working with the land. So these animals graze off the land. They give the soil like nutrients, right? They're fertilizing that soil, then that the farmers move the animals to like a next pasture. It regenerates all of the like grass, whatever they eat, and then they keep moving them around. So it's literally farming the ground as they're farming these animals.
0: So it's so good for you health wise to eat it, but it's also so good for agriculture.
1: It's how we're supposed to live, you know? Like I just think at the end of the day, if we can get closer to the way that people were living, even just like 60 years ago, you know, like the way your grandma lit. I mean, minus all the canned food.
0: But well, one thing I need to ask you, because it's something that I keep getting messages of is like, OK, Alex, I hear you, organic, all these, you know, seed oil free things, all these specialty products. But with inflation and all these other problems, I can't, how do you afford to eat healthy? Like, I don't understand how I can afford this. Yeah, that's that's probably what I get the most as well of
1: saying, like, this is so expensive and the fancy snacks, the Hugh kitchen, the simple meals. That's where it gets pricey. Yeah. The meat is really nominally more expensive. If you really look at it, a couple bucks, like a couple bucks for something that's going to nourish your body way more. And again, heal you instead of harming you. I think it's about getting your priorities straight. So like maybe, I mean, if you can switch and I hate, I roll my eyes when people like, you know, if you didn't get a coffee one day, that's $3, but it's true. That's $3. That's $4. Every day that you do that, you can put towards nourishing your body with high quality food. So, The main staples of my diet are fruits. I don't even eat, if we're being completely honest, I'm going to out myself. I don't eat that many vegetables. Like, I love arugula. I love sauteed, like, I don't even know. I I really, my main vegetables are, like, root vegetables. So, sweet potatoes and potatoes. Other than that, I do, like, avocados, a good form of fiber. But veggies are not, like, the end-all be-all of health. So, if you hate vegetables...
0: Well, and also there's- you don't have to buy every single fruit or vegetable organic yes. because there's only some that do need to be organic and some it doesn't matter. So do yeah. you know those by heart? The, they release a new one. It's called like the Dirty Dozen or, clean, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Dirty Dozen and Clean 15. Essentially, the, I
1: mean, the highest sprayed crops are going to be like, not obviously, if you can look for non-GMO at least, at the very basic, I know we were talking about meat and quality. For meat, whenever possible, pasture-raised, organic, grass-fed. Um, sometimes... Again, if you want to get even trickier, sometimes they'll say grass-fed, but they're still grain-finished. So you want to look for, like, 100% grass-fed. Um, Trader Joe's has really good prices if you guys have Trader Joe's near you. Even, like, Grocery Outlet. If you guys good have heard ranchers. Of Grocery Outlet, Good Ranchers Online. Amazing if you don't have quality meat around you. Thrive Market also. They're amazing. They'll ship it to your doorstep. There's just so many options now. And I think using this excuse, while I do understand for a lot of people, they really do think it's more expensive, but I think that's something that they're told. And they're just, I heard it's more expensive, but if you go out there and you get the basics, I'm talking meat, potatoes, eggs, fruits and veggies, produce, like shopping on the out the perimeter of the grocery store, it's not going to be more expensive. It's where it's where all the healthy snacks come in, like the treats and the cookies and the Hugh Kitchen. That's what jacks my bill up.
0: Did you hear that? We're getting our hormones balanced in 2023, but we don't want to be eating a bunch of them in our meat. We want that good, good, good ranchers, 100% American meat, antibiotic and hormone-free, USDA-grade, and pasture-raised from local ranches and farms throughout the heartland of America. The chicken from Good Ranchers is 100% Cornish, better than organic, free-range, and hand-trimmed and cut. 85% of grass-fed meat is still coming from overseas. And by the way, that includes other big-name meat box brands, not at Good Ranchers. We're losing weight this year and crap ingredients in our food, but you won't lose out on the flavor with Good Ranchers. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Clark and use code Clark for $20 off your first box of America's best meat and seafood. New year, new meat. You need to stay on budget, but you also need to know where your meat is coming from and what's in it. Start your Good Ranchers subscription now and get free chicken for a year. That is two pounds of free. Free pasture raised chicken added to each box for the first year of the subscription, a $149 value free when you subscribe in January. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Clark and use code Clark for an additional $20 off your first box of America's best meat and seafood. Start the new year off with meat you can trust. GoodRanchers.com slash Clark and use code Clark for an additional $20 off your first box of America's best meat and seafood. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Well, let's talk about milk because that also came mm. out like you know, how we grew up and everybody was like drink milk and build got strong milk, bones yeah. and all this. Yeah, got milk campaigns. Really, there's a lot of myths around milk and I've heard that the only good milk is raw milk. Is there any truth to that? I would say that's the best. Like that's like elite and actually in some states it's
1: illegal. Like you can't what? even Isn't that insane? Thank you, FDA. It is illegal. In some states, like, you can't find it, so you have to, like, find farms near you. That tells
0: me that it's the best. Exactly. Like, that right there tells me it's the best. Why don't they want us to have that?
1: They say if it's not pasteurized, it's, like, not safe. It can have bacteria and things like this, but that's what we were drinking. Like, it's natural. Like, that's how I truly—all these these vegans that are like, your mom wasn't a cow. You're not supposed to drink. Well, no. Like, (laughs) come on. God gave us these animals like we're working with them we're eating them it's it's a whole cycle. And I don't I don't demonize milk at all. I think the quality matters. So raw milk is like the most elite. If you can find like organic raw milk if you have it near you, um if you can find a farm farmers markets are really good. Sometimes you have to ask like if you find someone selling dairy, you might have to ask them. Sometimes it's labeled not for human consumption. Like they're, "Oh, if are you going to give this to your animals?" And you're like, "Yeah." They'll give it to you. (laughs) So it's right. Black market milk. It's insane to me. Black
0: market milk. This is America.
1: I know. But another good option is A2 milk. So a lot of people that say they're lactose intolerant or think they're lactose intolerant. I was one of these people. It actually can be an issue with, and I'll try to keep this simple. The cows we have now, most of them are A1 casein protein. They make an A1 casein protein, which isn't natural. That happened after we started breeding cows. Like the OG cows have A2 casein protein, which is like what sheep's dairy is, what goat's dairy. Most people have no issue with that. Like I know people are like, I can't have milk, but like I can have goat cheese. I can have like sheep's milk and I'm fine. So A2 cows, there's a couple companies out there that make A2 milk from A2 cows. I can drink a whole glass of it and there's no issue. So I buy organic pasture-raised A2 milk. That's way easier to find. Um, The company that I love, the farm is called Alexandra Family Farm. And you can go on their website. Yeah, Alexandra Family Farm. And you can go on their website and type in your zip code and find like where they sell it near you. Oh, cool. So I'd say raw milk and then A2, but always organic. Always organic grass-fed cows. Like you do not want, you do not want these cows that are eating grain and fed antibiotics because it's not just that you are what you eat, but you are what you eat and Eight. what they eat. Yep. Okay. So it's all about that as well. We have to be thinking about, like, the full cycle.
0: Yeah. Start and, to finish. and oat milk, by the way, also mm-hmm. is seed oils. Mm-hmm.
1: Stop Oatly, drinking Oatly oat milk. It's the worst. I, I get so much hate when I tell people, like, your oat milk is not good for you. One, it's not good for blood sugar because it's just straight up, like, carbs. Oats are carbs. So in terms of other nut milks, like cashew milk, cashew, uh, coconut milk, these have healthy fats and things in them. Oat milk is just basically straight-up sugar. It can spike your blood sugar, which that's a whole other topic. But, um, yeah, oat milk, not good.
0: We're eating our way to healthy hormones. What is the Balanced Babe blueprint? Because this is something that you came up with that people uh, can pay for, right? Yeah. And then you kind of help them through all of this stuff. Yes. So the Balance Bay Blueprint is
1: my online course. It is what it's self-paced. So you can go at it, go through it at your own pace. It is what I created out of all of my struggles, the years I spent trying to balance my hormones. I basically was the guinea pig to create this course. And it has now helped thousands of women like get there's a master class in there that helps you get off birth control that teaches you how to track your cycle that teaches you about your hormones, your metabolism, nutrition, how to structure your plate, how to eat for balanced blood sugar, all of these things that you can do to balance your hormones naturally using food as medicine. Like you don't need birth control, you can track your cycle, you can really take your health into your own hands and I think that was the most important and the most amazing thing about all of this is in my opinion, there's nothing more empowering than being in control and knowing your body and, like, knowing what's good for you and taking basically taking that back from the government. So where do they find that at? So I have info on it. If you go to my Instagram, which is Little Ray of Health is where you can find me. I'm R-A-E. A, yes, Little Ray, R-A-E, my middle name. Um, Little Ray of Health. I have info on my website. You can DM me. But this course truly is like my little my baby that I created and I I just this is my dream job like helping women do this like I told you like I struggled I was in such a dark place for so long and after healing myself I made it my mission and it's was-
0: my life's work. And Emily is one of us, okay? Yes. She's a cute conservative. She's got a big Pharma Sucks sticker yes. and all of that good stuff. So you can trust her. You will love her. This is definitely, like, I already know. It's just, like, a feeling I get I'm like, one of my favorite episodes. Because I love <laughs> these where I learn more um, or I feel super empowered to make positive changes in my life. And that's why this whole month we're doing health and wellness episodes on it. The Spillover. And so I'm so grateful that you started it off. Emily, thank you for coming on The Spillover. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Woo! That was so
1: oh my good.
0: God. I really do feel like I have a hormone health bestie. I loved Emily. I was like um, uh, just so sad because we had to like get in and get this filmed and she had to get back home and fly out and so I didn't get time to like hang out with her after the interview but I love this episode and I feel confident honestly before this even comes out like I know you guys like I know you guys loved her too. Learned a lot. Hopefully you had a little notebook out and you were taking notes or you're going to go back and listen to this two times, three times, maybe four times or more and you're going to remember and write write down everything she said, because this is one of those episodes we're starting off the year feeling so encouraged, so motivated, so knowledgeable with our bodies. It's going to just change our confidence this year. We're going to be so healthy. I know it. And i I'm probably going to have her back probably in the next six months or so. So season four is officially underway. But if you liked this episode, then go back and listen to season two, episode 18 with Dr. Leah Gordon on birth control, infertility, and understanding your hormones as well. You will also love season three, episode two with Dr. Jess Petros called Ask a Doctor Anything. The Spillover is back next Thursday with another educational and very interesting Healthy Living episode at 9 p.m. Pacific, Midnight Eastern on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also watch each episode on the Politics YouTube channel, so make sure you're subscribed. I'm Alex Clark, and this is The Spillover. Love you, mean it. Bye.